The ongoing violence in Syria has become an issue on the U.S. presidential campaign trail. Mitt Romney has been critical of President Obama for failing to provide leadership on Syria. Obama's campaign says it's Romney who's failed to provide a viable alternative. Foreign policy, though, isn't really a top concern for many voters in this election, which raises the question, how important is foreign policy experience for a presidential candidate? The world's Jason Margolis has more. It's not uncommon for a new president to be challenged on the international front during his first days of office. Think back to the early days of President John F. Kennedy. His early foreign policy ventures were quite unsuccessful. That's Elliot Abrams, a senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations in Washington. His first summit with Khrushchev, where we now have some historical accounts that suggest that uh, he did not impress Khrushchev at all, and that Khrushchev went away thinking that this was a kid, actually, whom he could push around. And this may have been one of the things that actually led to the Cuban Missile Crisis because it emboldened Khrushchev. The inexperience argument was used four years ago against then-Senator Obama. His critics argued that here, too, was another kid that could be pushed around. Four years later, he has a record to run on. Daniel Dresner is a professor of international politics at the Fletcher School at Tufts University. You know, he can credibly claim that uh, the U.S. has been incredibly effective in terms of taking out al-Qaeda. Obviously, the, the killing of Osama bin Laden, the withdrawal of U.S. forces from Iraq. And the list goes on. But overall, does now having four years of experience make the president more qualified to lead the U.S. internationally? I don't think it matters as well long as you choose the right advisors. That's Mark Jones, a political scientist at Rice University in Houston. Elliot Abrams agrees that advisors are crucial, but he says it's a problem when a president relies on his advisors too much. The president really is the only one of these people who runs and is elected. I mean, the vice president does in an indirect sense, but the president should be in charge of foreign policy. And I think that the system that existed pre-9-11 in the Bush administration was an unfortunate one. Abrams, who served in the National Security Council under President George W. Bush, says the former president relied too much on Colin Powell, Donald Rumsfeld, and Dick Cheney at the outset of his presidency. But wouldn't any new president do the same? It's hard to say. Here's outgoing Republican Senator Richard Lugar from Indiana. He's twice chaired the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. It would be very helpful if the president came uh, to power with much more of a background in foreign policy. Uh, But at the same time, why we will try to work along as best we can with whoever is there. So does Lugar think Obama has the advantage in the foreign policy arena? No. He prefers Romney. He has, I think, a pretty broad worldview, has very experienced my judgment in business, uh, less in maybe geopolitics, uh, but at the same time, well acquainted with world leadership. That might be the politically correct answer, Senator Lugar staying loyal to his party. But Mark Jones at Rice University agrees with the sentiment. He says Romney's international business career, his work running the 2002 Olympics, and his experience being a missionary all matter. All of that has provided him with a real understanding about how other cultures, how other people operate and think. And that's crucial because really for foreign policy, one of the real principal hurdles people have to cross is realizing that other people in other countries often view things from a very distinct manner and have different incentives and different behaviors driving 
what they do. So at the end of the day, how does this all translate at the ballot box? Daniel Dresner at Tufts doesn't think it does. Even though a sitting president by definition has more experience, Dresner doesn't think Obama can use it. And the problem is, is that in an election where the economy is issue one, two and three, it's very dangerous for the Obama administration to go forward saying, you know, what really matters is foreign policy. It's not that that's wrong necessarily. It's that the political signal it sends is we care more about what's going on in the rest of the world than jobs at home. Consider the case of George H.W. Bush. No president since Dwight D. Eisenhower has come to office with more foreign policy experience. And many on both sides of the aisle agree that Bush was a successful foreign policy president. He executed the short and extremely popular Gulf War. And it was on his watch that the Soviet Union and Eastern Bloc fell. But there was a bad economy at the time. And American voters turned away from a proven international leader in favor of a foreign policy novice from Arkansas. For The World, I'm Jason Margolis. This is PRI.